If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 27th, my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Jamie Kennedy. 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. Very excited to be here with you today on I'm, this Monday. I'm excited to be here with you, Timothy. For a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of video games. We mm -hmm. have a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy to report. I was watching the live chat before we went live. Travis Warren on Twitch is going to be a regular viewer live again for quite some time. He said he's having some job slash family issues, which mm -hmm. isn't <laughs> but so a great. But the silver lining is we'll see you every day, Travis, because we're happy to be here. And we'll make it a good one for you. We How promise. was your weekend, Tim? Oh, it was fantastic. It was so good. Uh, Gia did you is, do nothing? Usually, when you're usually yes. when you give me that kind of lead, and it's going to be you did nothing. I you did. Laid I did a lot of nothing, which was great. Okay, uh, good. The good types of nothing though, because uh, so WrestleMania weekend is coming up this Saturday and Sunday. Can't wait. Um, but it was Gia's best friend's birthday G this past weekend down in L.A. So yeah. she got a head start. Okay, so she's down there already. She's there the whole week. Is she hanging out with Kevin her. Owens? Uh, I, you know what? I'm not exactly sure. Sure, okay. Um, but I'm meeting her later in the week, which meant that it was just me and the dogs this whole week. Oh, the dogs! So like, them dirty dogs! I got to literally do whatever I wanted. Oh, man, and that's always a good feeling. Yeah, it was great. It's rare. You yeah. Know, very, 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 very rare. Missed the hell out of her. It's like, what's of the course. point? Of course. Of course. No, we're not doing the old ball and chain stuff. We, you love her. I get. I it. love her. I do. Barrett loves her. Uh -huh. We all love. So her. much love left. But when you right. get that that momentary, like, whoa, wait, I, I, there's no, I can run my own schedule or something. That's a different. But thing. see, but then there's the moments of like, there's so many things I want to do. But then I'm like, what do I want to do without her? Yeah, yeah. Like sure, that's sure, the, sure, there's sure, so sure. many things I want to watch. I had to yeah. watch Succession without her. That wasn't funny. Bang, you know. Bang. We're talking about that later today. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Live at 11. I was in a similar situation uh, this weekend, Timmy. Uh, Alyssa was out of town. And I was like, what do I watch without Alyssa? Because I know she won't be into certain things. Watch John Wick 1 for the very first time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I hear Fun Keanu time. Reeves is in it. Yes, yeah, he is. He is. Nice. That's cool. yeah. So because of that, exactly with G gone, I ended up watching a lot of Star Wars Rebels, which is good. Ah, great. Uh, yeah. That's right, a that's a no go time for G skis, but it's a let's go time for me. Um, but I also loaded up WWE 2K23. I was in the mood. Oh yeah, uh, going were. in going into Mania. Uh, didn't get to do too much. Did a little bit of the John Cena uh, showcase yep. mode yep. thing. Yep. Love the presentation no, of that. It's very 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 cool. Um, and I spent a ridiculous amount of time creating a character. And then the game crashed. Ah. And it all just went away. And it was... Same thing happened to Khalif Adams, so, man. You, oh. gotta, you gotta do the momentary saves like you're back in the ah, old days shit, or like you're man. playing in a power outage. You, you know, know what's this, is, this is such a nitpick, but it's a big deal to me. Obviously, that sucked, but whatever. Shit happens. I don't blame them for that fully. Um, it's more like, I'm not gonna do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Were you making like yourself that. or were you making somebody else? I was making myself. Yeah, just, just for fun. Um, but the thing that drives me crazy, and I don't know if there's a solution to this, is creative characters... Uh, when there's so many options, 
I need it to load faster. Yeah. I need it to be instantaneous because yeah. when I'm trying to decide, do I like this face or this face better? And they look so, so similar. And when you're looking at the, the chart of like all the different ones, it, there seems to be no rhyme or reason of like the order, uh, an yeah. order to I'm it, which I understand why they want to do that. Um, but also looking at the images, like specifically looking at the images of all the faces with the beards on it. It's like, they all look so identical on just the like preview one. And then yeah. you actually pull it in. And it takes like, like milliseconds to load. Yeah. But that is distracting enough that I'm like, wait, which one am I on? Like what's going on? Totally. And when you multiply that by thousands of times yeah. for every decision you're making, it's yeah. just not fun. No. And I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> Well, I don't know how long you want me to go on my soapbox about the problems of WWE 2K games and what I, I mean, I love 20, 2K23. I play it every day. I'm, I play, I'm playing my factions like a mad person. Uh, so it's not that I'm saying it's bad, but I have many critiques that I, I keep talking, I keep teasing and talking about what I want to do with my uh, kind of funny showcase, what I do uh, my speech about what I want them to do with WWE. Um, the problem here, I think, is, of course, the usual problem with uh, a 2K game that is on every platform. Where I just don't mm. think you can optimize that engine because mm. you're making it run for PlayStation 4. As always, when I think they drop the last gen SKUs, things will be better. I do, I do, I do notice that load times are better this time around for 2K23, and hopefully that'll continue as a trend. But I really think it's the other things holding them back. They try to make it run on everything, and that's where you get into the situation. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just really unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But you know what's not unfortunate, ladies and gentlemen? We have Zelda. That's right. Zelda is coming momentarily, instantaneously, momentarily. any day now. But. Before we actually play it, we're going to get 10 minutes of gameplay. Multiversus is going offline in a crazy story Blessing is ranting and raving about. And we'll have so much more to talk about because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything about the daily news to be included on the show as we record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on podcast services around the globe and watching on youtube.com slash kinda funny games of course watching live you're wronging watching for free on youtube listening to ads that's all great but maybe you want to go that extra mile and support us on patreon.com slash kind of funny on patreon.com slash kind of funny you of course get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free as a video and an mp3 you get every other podcast that way every other piece of content that way you can watch us record the podcast live as we record them like we're doing with the kind of funny podcast this afternoon and of course you could get dozens of exclusive episodes of content that are only on patreon.com slash kind of funny each and every month like this week's live greg way for one hour i'm sitting down with you whoever wants to come through and talking on the live stream answering your questions from the chat so come on over to patreon.com slash kind of funny cues from the seas what they call them greg cues from the seas customers questions from the chat ah okay alfredo teach you that no we made it up right here, right now. Wow, That's my damn. gift to you, Travis. Thanks for watching live. Wow. Uh, housekeeping for you. John Wick 4 in review is up right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. It's a banging good time because he goes bang, bang, I guess. I don't know. How was it? Is it good? John Wick 4? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's good, Greg. Okay. Better or worse than Shazam Fury of the Gods? Oh, you see Zachary Levi? Even out of context, that clip's doing him so fucking dirty. But I even, mean, there's no context that can make that an accurate I statement. do not know Zachary Levi. He came on up at noon once at the, via uh, of a Zoom call. He was extremely nice. He's always seemed extremely nice. 
all of the things I see broken out on TikTok recently make him seem like he's unhinged about his fury of the gods. Dude, it's 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 wild. Because, yeah, I've had nothing but amazing experiences with him in real life. And yeah. then everything I'm seeing recently, I'm like, oh, man. Either everything's deeper. Don't trust yeah. anybody, Greg. Don't trust are you t- are person. you Are you right now? You know, of course, when Vin Diesel and The Rock split up, mm-hmm. you took Vin's side, of course. because I didn't take Vin's side. And I, I of just course, am stuck anti-rock with my man, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I'm in a very anti-rock mood. You're very anti-rock mood in in almost every way when it comes to the choices that he's made and all this stuff. I get those politics every which way. I'm not saying that the other side's right. I am saying, though, that the ego's get in the way of some things, and I think it's inarguable. They sure do, Nick. The the lack of rock in the Fast and Furious as of recent times and um, just Black Adam in general. (laughs) Everything that happened Mm -hmm. there, you know? I mean, for the Black Adam thing, though, and you know me, I'm I mm-hmm. I care about the DC EU mm-hmm. and the, just the DC in general. I can't, I gotta respect it to a degree. Of just he came to what in, degree? He comes in though and he's like, wait a second, nobody's in charge of this shit. I can just grab it and run with it. And I was like, you know what? Again, somebody's got to have a vision for it. Yeah. Now we got James Gunn. Everything's gonna be fine. But whatever. yeah. But I did watch John Wick again this weekend, and it just reconfirmed that John Wick Four is a masterpiece of an event of a movie. Of an experience, and everybody wow. should check it out. It is three hours that goes by, blink of an three eye. Three hours, three fucking gun, hours, Greg. Gun foo. It delivers. All right. Would I like it if I haven't watched one, two, or three? Yes. Okay. What if I didn't like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? You know, a little iffier then. A little iffier on that one. Over on Patreon, we got a brand new episode of the Shit List up, where Blessing and Tim break down the top ten games that. Revived a franchise. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. A Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay presentation is coming tomorrow. We go to Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Upcoming Nintendo Switch exclusive, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, is getting a 10-minute gameplay presentation tomorrow from Zelda producer. Uh, Announced in a tweet from Nintendo of America, the presentation will take place on March 28th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Tim, are you waking up for it? I don't think we're going to be able to pull this one off. Yeah. It's not fun. Are we going to try to? Do you want to? St- we could do the thing where we just stay completely cold and watch it on uh, Games Daily tomorrow. Me and Bless could do that. Probably ten minutes. Well, ten minutes. Play. I guess that's a long time. That is a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it's not the worst. Idea, I mean, Tim, but... you and I could talk off camera. Yeah, we have. I got to figure it out. But yeah, this is. Because uh, I have a. I have a weird morning tomorrow. I have a weird day tomorrow. But I think that might just be early enough that it doesn't get in the way of other shit. So. We can maybe figure something out. We might be able to figure something out, but no freaking promises anybody. Okay, we stay tuned. We'll figure it out. You know how we like to react to things, but you know we have lives. It's 7 a.m. early, and Nintendo doesn't care about it. It's not so much about the 7 a.m. being early. It's more just about like the amount of things we have going on. Remember, everybody, we're an 11-people company. We make a lot of cool shit for you each and every day, so just take it easy on us, all right? Don't don't go yelling at boo. Why would you boo? I saw a bunch of people in chat booing. That was rude. Don't boo people. Was that you? No, what? (laughs) Back to the story. Uh, Quote, Join the Legend of Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. <laughs> Legend of Zelda series producer, and this is E.G. Anuma, right? I know that part. Uh, for roughly 10 minutes of gameplay from the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the tweet said, adding that it can be watched on Nintendo's YouTube channel. Are you 
hyped for this? No. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. To watch That's the thing. I'm yeah, excited you know it's happening because I know that a lot of people are getting really kind of like antsy about uh, the lack of deep dives we've gotten on Breath of, the, of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I'm firmly in the camp that I think a lot of people are kind of funny are of like, we don't need to see anything more. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. Barrett already nailed the entire plot of this by reacting to this trailer and She's giving his die. theories. <laughs> but uh, besides that, it's like, I, we, we're here because of what this is. This is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I'm here for surprises. I'm here to be wowed, hopefully. Wow. Uh, and I don't need to see too much more. We've already seen more than enough that I'm like, yeah, I'm freaking in. It looks like a darker Breath of the Wild, and it's been a long time since I played Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I'm ready for it. So, um, Did yeah. you even contemplate going back and playing Breath oh, of the yes. Wild before this? Many, many times. Yeah. And, do uh, it though, huh? No, because it's like... I'm with you. I, I yeah, did the same thing right. where I was like, ah, oh, and then I've just gotten so close now. I'm like, there's no way I could fit in with all the other stuff. It's just too big of a thing, too. And I just, I just don't want to, like, it's been long enough since I played Breath of the Wild that I feel like playing Tears of the Kingdom is going to feel so fresh to me. Gotcha. Um, and I, I don't want to, like, taint that at all. So that's why, even with the, the, the video coming out tomorrow, I'm not too concerned that whatever 10 minutes they show us isn't going to ruin it. <laughs> Here's the end. It's, it's fine. Because, um, yeah, like, if you remember, like, back when they originally showed Breath of the Wild gameplay, what was that? Like, E3 2015 or something like that? Were they, like, uh, it was, like, off camera. Like, it was, like, on a screen that we had to watch it where they were playing it. And that was, like, roughly 10, 15 minutes of gameplay. So, yeah. And that showed nothing except we should be excited for this. Yeah, so, exactly. it's like, yeah. I know I'm okay seeing like if we just get like one gameplay segment going through, kind of showing like whatever. We, there is a lot of questions about this game in terms of shrines, dungeons, like what that stuff looks like, yeah. and uh, maybe we see a little bit of that, or maybe we just see him go take out another camp, like with the original demo that they showed. Either way, I think this is going to satiate people's the desires that want to see more that feel like they're not getting enough, um, and for everybody else, they can choose to watch it or not because the game's coming out and. Two months. God, that's crazy. Crazy. Right? It's finally happening. Yeah. Very excited, man. I yeah. I'm, I have high hopes for this one, Greg. I don't know why. I think everybody does. <laughs> I think everybody. That's the thing is, I, I, do you think it'll live up to expectations? Do you think it'll exceed expectations? I I think yes to both of those. I also think it's going to let a lot of people down. I, I sure. think it's it's a, a sequel to one of the biggest games of all time. So just like God of War Ragnarok, there's going to be yeah. people that are like, this is better. And then there's going to be people who be like, it's nowhere close. But it's like, I had... No worry that it's not going to be in the conversation. Okay. Is the game of the year, you think? I mean, I think it'll be in the conversation. I just think that it gets harder for sequels. Like, I feel sure, like, of what does game of the year mean? And, like, what do each of us put into that? There is no one answer. Everyone has their own thing, and groups get together, and together have that own group's own thing of what game of the year means. And I do personally think that a level of innovation gives you bonus points. It's not a necessity, but I do think that um, it's harder for a sequel to be that game of the year, of course. like that, that Genesis Qua about it because it's a known quantity. It's a known quantity. This is and going to be, an, this is Breath of the Wild too, even though it's not, but it is right. Yeah. It, it, so you were expecting all the stuff we loved about Breath of the Wild to be improved upon and look better and do things and yada yada. And I feel like uh, Breath of the Wild was game of the year quality, and um, that makes it even harder for this one to do enough new stuff to get that the the repeat. Of it, yeah. um, and I think that it, like you're kind, it getting game of the year means something different than Breath of the Wild getting uh, game of the year. Sure, differently than if Uncharted didn't, but Uncharted Two did because it was ah the first one didn't, but they improved so much, and now the second one can because yeah, it yeah. deserves it. I don't think we're gonna get that type of um, jump, but I also just don't think we need to. Like I do think a Ragnarok esque 
leap forward is all that's necessary for this thing to be a in my heart a 10 which like i'm expecting a 10 and like not expecting in a way that like i might be let down i just i think this is going to be a 10 what type of 10 i'm not sure but like that's cool and exciting to me yeah for sure yeah i can't wait i'm looking forward to it it's not one that i'm like sitting here and i'm like counting the days down to i'm going to be excited when we get there when we're on the precipice of it when we have it when it's going but i'm there too yeah yeah, yeah. i I don't need it because again i think that speaks to it just being like oh it's more breath of the wild awesome yeah i need it i know you do now here's the thing uh blessing sorry barrett there's a train barreling down the tracks oh god you can throw the switch but one game has to die oh shit zelda or star wars Uh, of course survivor uh, one of them has to die i think star wars has to die damn fuck you yeah Ouch. You're going to do Cal like that? Greasy money like that? Greasy money, man. I mean, I just, uh, like, uh, for me personally, I feel like Cal's story is like uh, tied up in a nice bow at the end of that game. So, But now they, now they can unwrap it and tie it up again. Put Greasy money in Zelda. I mean, that, that's the crossover I've been waiting for. You know, they say it's in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe it's Zelda's galaxy. Yeah. And they keep playing with time. Mm-hmm. And Link's got some kind of weird glove. All sorts of shit's happening. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Number two on the Roper Report. Speaking of the multiverse, Multiversus Open Beta is going offline in June. We read from the game's official blog post. Hi, everyone. This is Tony from Player First Games. I'm here on behalf of the entire Multiversus team to say thank you for your support during our open beta. We've been excited to see the interest and enthusiasm from the community, and your feedback has been invaluable. We continue to be humbled by the awards the game has received and excited to see the enjoyment that Multiversus has brought to players. Throughout our open beta, we've been working hard to build the best gameplay experience, and we appreciate all the inspiration you've given us. Our open beta has been an important learning opportunity for us and stepping stone to the next phase of Multiversus. We know there's still a lot of work to do. As a result, we have a clear view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game, along with updated netcode and more matchmaking improvements. We'll also be reworking the progression system based on your feedback and looking at new ways for you to connect with your friends in game. To do this the right way, we'll be, we will be closing the Multiverses open beta on June 25th, 2023. As part of this process, we'll be pausing updates and taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of Multiverses, which we are targeting in early 2024. I'm sure you're wondering what this means for you. During this downtime, all online modes and features will be unavailable. You will have limited offline access to the training room, known as the lab, and local matches, along with access to your characters and cosmetic items within these modes. We do know that this news might be disappointing, but rest assured, Multiverses will be back. We'll also ensure that all of your progress and content will carry over when Multiverses returns next year with a variety of new content, features, and modes. Timothy? I don't know that I'm going to rest that assured that it's coming back. Not a chance I'm resting assured. This is like one of those you read like, was this really? This was the, was this always a beta? Did we, Blessing, did we know that this was always a beta? Bless, I'm not reading your mic. Is it on? Your oh. mic is not being read. Your mic is not being read. We do not have a mic being read according to Barry. What, is he it on? He gave me the thumbs up like it was on. Now he's turning, he, he thought you gave him the thumbs up. Now they're looking at it. Now they're, yeah, yeah. Jump on there. Hey, what's up, Greg? What's up, Tim? No, I was basically saying, can you believe that they're trying to Mandela affect us into believing that this game has been in open beta for like the last half year? Absolutely no way. (laughs) Absolutely no way. No, uh, this is wild. And go for it. What? 
But like seriously, was it in? Did they talk about this being I, a beta? I guess. Like my my assumption was that this would gradually roll in into the final release, right? Like when it first came out back in what August. For a few weeks there, it was in it was in a beta stage, and then they rolled into something else that I thought was just a final release. Yeah. Because if you remember, they've been releasing characters periodically. Yeah. Like every other week, every like going into months, they've been releasing characters, been releasing content, been treating this game like it's a final release. The game was nominated at the Game Awards. Yeah. One best fighting game at the Game yeah. Awards. If you didn't, if you asked me what state this game was in, I would have been like, oh yeah, this, this is the final game. This game's in full release. Apparently not. Apparently, he's been an open beta this whole time. So then the man. question has become, I think, really right, is we've seen and heard and people have talked about multiverses is a, a drop-off in players and having an audience and all those different things. This is an interesting way to stop, make changes, get new characters, reset, come back, and blah, blah. Do you think they make it back? I think they make it back. I think the question is, once they do make it back, does it have the splash again? Um, I think this is actually a good idea, uh, mainly for the fact that we've talked about multiverses and its numbers, and it's not been doing well uh, in recent months. It was doing really well the at first launch. Yeah, at yeah. launch, right? It, it had a lot of players, but the drop off has been very dramatic. And I think what they're probably betting on is the idea of, hey, if we take it online, offline in June, if we work on fixes, if we work on the updates that people are asking for, and then we come back in January, maybe we can come back with a spike. Right. And yeah, hopefully yeah. maintain that spike. I think right now, if we did the thing where what I imagine that they were planning on, which is, hey, let's launch into open beta. Let's have it be open beta for a while, apparently. And then let's <laughs> uh, let's eventually roll it in into a full release without taking offline. I would think that that was their natural plan. I think being able to cut it off in June and going, hey, we're going offline to fix all the, all these things coming back half a year later allows them to have a second launch moment where day one week one month one they're seeing that player base again and if it's that same number who knows probably not but if they're able to get a handful of those people back and then maintain and show that no we have the stuff now like yeah. look at multiverses look at all the new stuff look at all the new characters that we've added maybe you're able to sustain that and have this second this second wind of the game let, let me give you a few bars from tom ivan over at vgc the multiverses open beta launched in july 2022 and was initially very popular with a peak of more than 143,000 players on steam on day one rising to a little over 153,000 the following day a month after its launch warner claimed that over 20 million players had already downloaded and played the game suggesting it had a strong base on which to build since then however the daily peak player count has dramatically fallen last month it dipped below 1,000 for the first time marking a drop in daily peak player count of 99.3574% in less than seven months. Part of the reason for the drop uh, in players uh, may be a tepid response to the game's Season 2 content. The game's first season saw the release of five new characters over the course of around two months. However, since Season 2 started in mid-November, just one character, Marvin the Martian, has been released. Following a delay, Season 3 was due to begin on March 31st, but now Season 2 Battle Pass has been extended until the open beta's closure. Yeah. It's a content problem. Yeah, 100%. Which we've seen how many times in all these games, right? I saw, you know, very sad. I'm sure you all saw and watched it today. Uh, Sandra Saad, uh, Miss Marvel in Avengers, uh, they put up a video of her, like, saying goodbye. It was like, oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, a game that could not figure out their end game content pipeline to keep things going. Yeah. And I think that's the tough thing. I think Multiverses as a Smash clone, but then also as a fighting game and also as a free-to-play game, yeah. it's... 
this brand new thing, right? I think the only other example you can give of something like this is Brawlhalla, which has the resources of Ubisoft and has been around for a long time, but is also something that is a bit under the radar Niche. when we're talking about the, the 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 grand scheme of where fighting games and where these types of games want to be, right? Yeah. A live service type game. And so I think for them, you know, they launched in free to play. They launched with the expectation of all right, we're doing this this new thing that feels like it fits uh, uh, in this realm of live service and battle pass and all this stuff. And in the beginning, it hits because the gameplay is fun enough. The characters are interesting and weird, and you got LeBron James that you can play as, and it's having its viral moments on social media. And, and again, streams. that free to play, which I know you mentioned already, yeah, but yeah. I think that is such a big deal. Like when you get these numbers out the gate, well, yeah, your game's free, and if people are playing it and it's actually good, yeah. But how do you keep them around? How do you get the money yeah. out of them to keep it going? How do you keep them around, especially when maybe your your new characters and new content aren't doing enough. You yeah. know, when you launch a brand new character that is this big, and I, I'll say big in quotes, like WB character, they're just, they're pulling a lot of random characters, right? But like, you launch a new character and you're like, hey, okay, people are going to come back for this and you don't see those numbers come back. Yeah. I think you then pump the brakes and go, all right, what do we need to fix? Do we need to slow down? And do we have the resources to keep putting out content at a decent pace when we're not seeing people show up for that content? I think maybe them pulling pulling it offline for six months maybe allows them to play catch up a little bit and go, what if we were able to churn some stuff out and like launch back with more content, but then also maybe have a backlog of content that we can add over time? Yeah. Um, I really think they're trying to figure it out. And it's a, it's a wild time because we're talking about a live service ecosystem that is volatile right now as people are not having as much money to spend right you see uh knockout city my baby yeah. is shutting down Rumbleverse. soon rumbleverse is has shut down yep. already yeah and like you're seeing a lot of those and multiverses i'll i'll lump into that conversation of what that game uh like the the ilk of that game right yeah, like yeah, multiverse i'll put in, in, in that conversation and so i think they're looking at the at the space and going oh man all right it's rough right now let's reconfigure like let's um uh, re let's figure out where we need to place ourselves in order to actually survive and not go the way of knockout city and rumbleverse i think again i, I you know I, we joked around at the top of it of like do you think they'll actually come back i don't think they'll actually come back and i don't think that's a reflection on uh the quality of the game or the developers or that they're lying right now i bet the plan is to go offline do everything they're talking about build up but like you're talking about how volatile it is right now and you said six months, which still doesn't even get us to 2024, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's that idea of you get to 2024, and that's a big year, and what is it going to look like then, and where are we going to be, and what are going to go on? And I think, again, the lesson seems to be learning from this of, like, how hard it is to launch a free-to-play games and service and keep people around. So do you try to pivot this game to be a $60, $45, $70? The, that's the move, and that's not going to make people happy. No, but even, even then, like, maybe not $70, but sure. uh, it's not free-to-play anymore. It's a $20 title, and uh, it's complete. It's it, what's is, there's there. Maybe you can have DLC packs or something. It's just like Smash Brothers. This model doesn't work. We're seeing it now time and time again. How many times has it worked? Fortnite? Yeah. It, just let Fortnite do its thing. Everybody tried, everybody failed. Like, there aren't other examples of it succeeding for these type of games. And we continue to see people try and do this and then fail. And, like, it, there, it's always a different way of failing, and it's always a different uh, way of them kind of figuring out what they're going to do to fix this. And I want to stop you. Go for it. I love that this is also a different way. Is You talk about a different way of failing. This is also a different way of dealing with the failure. I appreciate that. That it's not just pull the plug. You know yeah. what I mean? That they're trying. We'll see what happens and if they actually make it back. Because, again, what I think it's going to be is wb games at the top right and whatever the fuck's going on with them is Which, they can that's a whole other game. fucking like yeah. that's the thing is like you need support from every level down to make these type of things work and we clearly we already know that that wb doesn't have that and yeah. we now see the results we talked about the steam numbers we know mm -hmm. like the what 
this game is getting, and it's not enough to be able to support a free-to-play game. Whereas things like Brawlhalla understand their audience, and for years they've been able to satiate that audience. Multiverse started so hasn't small. satiated yeah. that audience. And yeah. they just kind of like have... That audience was excited for a month, maybe, and that's yeah. being very generous. And I think they a month really is about enjoy, but they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it and like uh, there was content being delivered to them. It was fun to to do all the challenges and stuff, but then at some point it's not anymore because the content's not there and the player base isn't there. And now they're going offline, which like it's just this is just that weird position where okay, it's a free to play game. So are they really taking anything away from people by making it not playable online? It's like, what about all the people that bought all the microtransactions and sure. stuff? We just need to understand. That's where we're at these days. It's a gamble. It is a gamble, yeah. and it shouldn't be, but it is, and it sucks that we're just that this just keeps happening. And I, I hope that it stops. And I, well, I think I don't think know, it's I, going to. Oh, really? I, I mean, I think I, I think that it's we're I think at least a year or two away from it. I think we're gonna see I think we're seeing more I, we're seeing so many bodies pile up here that you have to be like, okay, shit. Like, yeah, maybe there's people who are gonna go all the way through. It'll be interesting for us on PS I Love You with you know PlayStation doing all these live service games that you keep talking about, yeah. right? Like, what does that mean? And of course, if Last of Us Factions is a live service, that would be one you'd look to, and I think, all right, that might have a shot, right? Of like if they're in- integrating Naughty Dog stories and it's a PlayStation exclusive and there's all these things, like it won't be fucking Fortnite, but there's a shot at that, right? Because again. I think leadership from top down would be behind that. Whereas with WB, I think it's it's the classic thing of we're WB, we're we're PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. We have our own properties that everybody's love. Put them all in a game. Put LeBron James in there. It'll be fucking dope. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is again a novelty that people play for a little bit, but then they're on to the next novelty. Yeah. Yeah, I think the tough thing, too, is I don't know they can release for full price and be successful doing that. I think that's the thing where we're in between a rock and a hard place with these release structures for these kind of games. If you want to make an ongoing game where I, I enjoyed multiverses, I wouldn't pay $70 for multiverses. Sure, like I don't, sure. I don't think the game Would you pay 20 bucks for it. I'll pay 20 bucks okay. for it. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think you have to find what works, right? Meet in the middle maybe and go, all right, what is this game worth to people? And what is going to be, keep people around? I think that's why you experiment with something like free to play and something like a battle pass, because it is, all right, what if we get, what, what, what if we give you, give you this game for free and give you these bits of, Hey, every other month, pay us ten dollars for a pack right yeah, like yeah. The, the Fortnite model and that works for Fortnite. and i think there's there could be something promising there for a fighting game but it's just the th- <laughs> what's so funny I, I, is that how small i am no no <laughs> that, 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 people, that was older oh, yeah small bus because you're back a bit it's more just i i love the outfit and the jacket yeah. can i touch the collar yeah, i gotta go what, how soft is it's so damn. soft it's yeah. so comfortable yeah. touch this it's so comfortable damn that's yeah a nice i found i found this randomly in my it closet like yesterday an, like an airplane pillow Oh it does. Yeah, it, it also looks like a, an airplane jacket. Like it looks like he could be a pilot. Well, like, yeah. I I bought this on ASOS like a year ago, thinking yeah. that I was gonna be a little bit skinnier. And I got it. And I was like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I just threw it in the back of my closet. Sure. And then I found it yesterday, and I was yeah. like, it's a little chilly. Yeah, yeah it was perfect. a little chilly. I put yeah. it on. I was like, oh, this is so warm and comfy. So now yeah, yeah. you're gonna see me in this, in this jacket a lot more good, often. Good. Yeah. I gotta I gotta at some point just give bless my credit card, let him buy clothes for me. You oh, I got you. I got you. Bad and donuts apparently. Yes, the donuts. Yes, yes. yes. If I hit the donut. Like, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. the last one was the last one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can still bring you donuts. If it's you want to switch fine. over to breakfast sandwiches when you're getting those, I'll be done for that. Sure. Okay, you want cool. to give me another, another twenty? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Oh, my wallet's on the desk. Yeah. It's a really good breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. I know. I'm it's gonna blow you away. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks Bye. for having me. No, thanks for coming through. This is great. This is fun. You know, it's it's funny though, like taking it out of the conversation just of the live service games, but uh, into like the last generation iteration of it, which was just. MMOs and like looking at Final Fantasy 14 and yeah, yeah. It, it coming out and kind of being a stinker 
and then Realm <laughs> Reborn figuring it out. And yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it, it shows, and, you know, there's countless other examples of that, of, of the turnarounds, even in games that aren't necessarily that style, like No Man's Sky, things like that, Rainbow Six Extraction, um, Siege, Siege. Um, but I, I feel like with these type of games, you really got to look at the game you're making and, or not even the game you're making, game others are making, us as gamers, sure. looking at it and be like, should this be a live service or would it be better served to not be? I think 90% of the time, if not 95% yes. of the time, it's going to be no. Exactly. It should not be a live service. And I look at, at like, multiverses, I think, is a, an interesting one specifically because you can compare it directly to Smash Brothers. Yeah. And Smash Brothers released at $60. Then there was the Challenger packs, which, like, I don't even remember, but I think $25 got you everything. Yeah. Um, something like that. Or you could buy it a little more piecemeal and it adds up. Um. I've spent hundreds of dollars on Smash Brothers between, I mean, the whole franchise, but between Ultimate and uh, Wii U, which were very similar games. Yeah. I bought them multiple times and on 3DS and the DLC and then the DLC on the different consoles. Like, I spent a lot of money on it, but I got so much out of that. And I, I'm not mad at that at all. And it was high quality content that I will play forever. Multiverses. Did not do that <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And it's free to play, but there's all the little gotcha things here and there. Yeah. And there's no content to, to follow up on. And, or there is, but it's not enough and all of that. I would think I would want that model for Smash Brothers. But as a Smash Brothers fan, I would love it if Nintendo took it seriously and had a Fortnite-esque rollout plan. And Smash Brothers just lived forever and changed and grew and things were being added. And I just got to do challenges every day and week and stuff. That would be yeah. freaking awesome in theory. But it's not working. Why is it not working? Is it because it's not Nintendo? Is it because it's Warner Brothers? Is it because the, it's not being thought from a, is this fun perspective? It's just how do I make as much money as fast as possible perspective? Like, yeah. was this the plan to just fucking go? Hope it works. If it works, great. Continue forever. Or, hey, we made how much money right now? Like, let, uh, let's, if it works out in 2024, it does. If not, we're just going to uh, cut and run. Like, because it kind of just feels like that's the case. Whereas like um, things like um, Knockout City, that doesn't necessarily feel like that was the, the goal there, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just don't know what happens here. You, you know, this pivots the conversation in a great direction. I appreciate the question and how you're thinking about it, right? So there's a few different things you'd say that I'll get in and throw on my hypothesis and theories about, right? For Smash and Nintendo, you're like, would that work? 1,000%. That would fucking kill for Nintendo. And I mean, I, obviously Smash already kills. I'm not trying to say that. But I think what you're talking about, if they turned and pivoted to a live service, blah, blah, blah. And the reason there is because of who that fan base is. Because of not only the Nintendo fan, but the Smash fan, right? I don't think WB has the same love of it. I'm a big DC guy, but I, it's, I you know, and you, and you could be a big Looney Tunes guy. But is that what's is WB what's bringing you through the door? Like when I went to the WB store growing up all the time in Oak oh, Brook, yeah. Illinois, I went in and beeline to the DC section or beeline to the Superman. You know what I mean? Like I, I ignored the Bugs Money shit. I didn't care about it. And so I think when you're a Nintendo fan, you're a Nintendo fan, and that you can be. I love Mario. I love Samus or whatever. But it's like you respect everybody else and their parts to play in the situation. I don't. I think WB putting that out there and this is again not a knock at them or the developers or anything i think feels kind of soulless and i think that's what comes back to and i love these games knockout city and rumbleverse and multiverses right is this idea that you don't have the pre-built backbone to do this 
you don't have this backbone of this fan base. You can have that initial, everybody's playing it, and it's a lot of fun, and da-da-da-da-da. But I think, personally, inevitably, you hit that thing where it's like, cool, I'm existing in Grapital City and having a lot of fun smashing this thing, blah, blah, blah. But this is a world that was made up here, and it's my character that I got to kind of make them look like Stone Cold. And this entire experience, to a degree, feels disposable. It just got here. I got it, and I had my fun. But I have that one weekend where it doesn't go my way, or I go do something else, and I walk away from it. And I I have fond memories of it, but I'm not like, I got to get back and live that dream. In a lot of different ways, I feel that's what Smash and Nintendo is, right? You're living your dream of being with these characters all the time. You can laugh at me and laugh at me other than I get it. It's still going on more than 10 years later. DC Universe Online was my dream of jumping into a living, breathing DC world and being a part of that and contributing to it, right? You have to have that backbone to it. If you're a PS I Love You fan and you will, don't mind me spoiling a little bit of what I want to make for my kind of funny showcase video, right? Or uh, special, special presentation. presentation. It's the fact that I think WWE could fucking kill as a live service game because WWE fans want the Ric Flair ultimate alternate attire and want the thing. And after WrestleMania, if it ended and there was a big thing, it was like come download for 99 cents, the new WrestleMania arena. People would fucking go do that. They love that. They do that. And you know, I, I, there was a whole argument on PSL. you not argument, a conversation with the chat that I loved. And I can't wait to make my whole video about it. Like, well, if that was such a, why wouldn't they do that for 2k? Why don't they do that for Madden? And I'm like, those don't exist the same way WWE do. It does. Multiversus doesn't exist the same way Smash does, right? There's a fandom behind that that, like, so many people are jumping out and hoping they can either build or hoping that their brand is big enough already to do that. And few brands are that big. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's a lot of good points there. That's what I do here each and every day on Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you like the points we make and the conversations we have, hey, why not go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Keep the conversation going. Of course, patreon.com slash kindoffunny keeps the mics and lights on. And of course, you could go there to get each and every episode of Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you could go there to watch us record the other podcast live. Of course, you get exclusive content like the live Greg way I'm doing this very week. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, And now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look yes you do and you can you can take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium 
polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrace.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Number three on the Roper Report, the first in-game screenshot of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora has seemingly leaked. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. It appears that the first in-game screenshot of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora has leaked. Twitter user scriptleaksr6, who usually leaks upcoming content in Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Good series, has now tweeted, he's got to change his name, the branding is all off. You know what I mean? Uh, has now tweeted an image from the publisher's upcoming Avatar game. VGC understands the image is authentic. The screen seemingly confirms that the game will primarily be a first-person shooter and shows the player firing at a giant mech. Script leaks. Not R6 also said they'll be posting gameplay soon. Hey, cryptic. Damn, he put his fucking watermark all over this, which is just drop text shadow, but okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So here we go. Our wow. first screenshot, it's a four by three or you know, four by four, I guess, just a little square. Uh, first person view looks like a video game. It looks like I don't know what I expected. Video. I, I, I expect, I mean, as you know, I'm not a big Avatar fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking shit. I'm not. No, it's, not it. it's cool, but you it's, know. Oh, totally. I mean, you can yeah. see James Cameron just fucking rolling the money by exactly. ruining the goddamn mm-hmm. top 100 movies. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be first person shooter. I don't think. A lot of shooting when I, I mean, I know they're shooting in and I know the fucking guy's a Marine and then he becomes a Navi or whatever. I mean, I, I watched the fucking movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We hung out with his brother at Comic-Con. That yes, time. we did. Uh, yeah, that's not what I was expecting. I, th- I thought it was going to be more third person run around traversal, you know, that kind of thing. 
I, I kind of thought it was going to be this. I imagine that when you get on a mountain stuff, yeah, the banshees, then it'll probably go third person. Okay. Yeah. There, there might be a mix of something. As an Avatar fan, are you excited about this? I mean, no, but like, I'm also like not. We don't know about this. <laughs> we saw a fucking weird CG trailer years ago, and now here we have this weird fucking screenshot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think there's enough to be excited or not excited for it. I do think that. You'd be silly to be like stoked for this, uh, even as a major Avatar fan, because Ubisoft, where it's at and everything, like, I don't know, we're, we're going to hear about gameplay soon. I feel like I've heard that a long time already. Um, but Avatar is back in the, the swing of things, the movie being out. They're obviously working on the, the sequels, and those are coming in the next couple of years. So um, I think they're trying to push into a big Avatar kind of swing of things. Sure. Uh, trying to catch the vibe on all that. But then at the same time, Ubisoft just trying to reformat itself and um, are struggling. But I feel like this is the one from the bygone oh, yeah. Ubisoft. I mean, I think everything that they're doing right now is yeah, sure. every single thing. <laughs> like, so that's just where we're at. So it's hard to be like excited for this. Um, specifically not. See this shit of walking around and touching animals and you know, sure. Okay. That I would be like, yeah, that's an avatar game. That's, that's what these people are all about. Then we drop into first-person gunplay. I, don't, I mean, and again, I don't remember this trailer from anything because I probably didn't pay too much attention to it. Yeah, I mean, this is Avatar, straight up. They don't have any guns though. I'm kidding. Like, it's a joke. It's oh a yeah, joke. it's a joke. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Look at this thing. This fucking sex person. monster, mm-hmm. sucking and fucking everything every time it touches you. Uh. <laughs> this game, <laughs> this fucking universe, so fucking horny. You know what I mean? Oh, it is really horny. Remember when their tails got or their hair got attached or whatever? You know, when people are in love, they have sex. Sure. Uh, well, okay. Let's not get ahead of it. Okay, right. that's, right, right. that's not what my wife tells me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll fucking see. I I hope to see this in action and be like, oh, this doesn't look horrible. But that's where I'm at. Uh, Jeff Grubb, of course, works at Giant Bomb, but he's a big kind of funny fan, and so he put up a poll for us that says, "Are you excited about the Avatar game from Ubisoft?" But then he hashtag Game Mess Mornings. I don't know what that is. Seventy one point one percent voted no on this panel. That's yeah. what they said there. They said no. So yeah, we'll it's. It's Benji t- Sales followed up, though, and said, funny thing about Avatar is you probably could have ran this poll about the Way of Water before yeah. it released, and the number would have looked the same. Then Way of Water ended up being the third highest grossing movie of all time. Avatar is unique in that it's huge, but doesn't show it online. Yeah. Maybe this will be Harry Potter. Maybe this will be I, the I, Harry I, Potter I, blows, I, the, you know, blows the doors off. There's anyway. a lot of maybes there. I just doubt it because... Um, well, yeah, it's really hard to do that number. But, but, but I mean, like, the, the Harry Potter like fan dream has uh, been the result of decades of people reading many books and like being engrossed in this world and living through it and adding so much of their own shit to it and all that. Avatar had that moment with Avatar 1 that was like a cultural phenomenon and like people were like, it was a religious experience for people in 2009. Tim blew himself. I I blew myself. Um, But there wasn't that immediate game that allowed them to just live in that world. And even with this, it doesn't, like this seems more first person shooter like more far cry esque than it it looks to be a like uh, dream simulator sure, like sure, sure, Hogwarts sure. legacy seems to be for the Harry Potter people so um i there's a, a lot of more uphill battle things here i think that obviously things have changed now but Harry Potter was at least something that like majority of people were rooting for whereas Avatar majority of people online are rooting against um on top of that Ubisoft people are rooting against on top of that what the fuck is this this is the Avatar the game that came out 10 years ago. okay yeah yeah yeah. by Ubisoft looks pretty good so I don't know it's 
it's going to be a, a, a tough sell, I think, for people in terms of this being a massive, massive hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see that happening. But um, I also think that it could do... I think that the game has the chance to actually be pretty damn good. Um, and that it might be like a Mad Max type situation. Okay. That's that, that I think more similar to that. Than or it does one thing really, really well. And then the rest of it is kind of just whatever. Yeah. But the overall gamers are like, Hey, I'm surprised by this. Like car, car combat was great. And it was a lot of car combat. So shout out to Mad Max. Shout out to Mad Max. Shout out to Mad Max. Shout out to number four in the Roper report. Microsoft says it has stopped. It's Xbox Game Pass $1 trial offer. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft has stopped its $1 trial offer for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass. The trial has been available for years with brief periods where it wasn't always available in certain markets. And it now looks like Microsoft is considering new promotions instead. Quote, we have stopped our previous introductory offer for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass and are evaluating different marketing promotions for new members in the future, says Kari Perez, head of global communications at Xbox, in a statement to The Verge. The $1 trial has allowed people to sign up for Xbox Game Pass for a month before the full Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription kicks in at $14.99 per month or $9.99 a month for the PC or console-only subscriptions. It's been a great way uh, to recommend a service to a friend or family member, but we'll now have to wait to see what these, quote, different marketing promotions are for new members. We knew it would happen eventually. Of course. Bill's shown his true face. He just wants money. I do wonder... If this at all will affect those opening weekend numbers that we see that are just astronomical. Um, and that's kind of like what they talk about. And then we don't hear about the game ever again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Unless it's a really special case. But I wonder if. I wonder how many of those people are dollar trial subscribers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They come in for the one month to yeah. do the thing to try that. Yeah, I understand. That. And, and But what's interesting there is like, you know, Xbox just hasn't had too many big tent pole oh, people are here for this. This is why they're using their trial as like in, in large swaths, I guess. Um, there's been a couple examples of that with the Forza Horizon, um, things like that. But I wonder, obviously, we're, we're getting to this point, Greg. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All the dominoes, the dominoes are lining up, over. ladies and gentlemen. At any point, they're going to kick these dominoes over, and we're going to have quite the goddamn time. Hey, the first one fell. It was Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, yeah, so there, there's Hi-Fi Rush, and then there's, uh, we have Redfall, we have Starfield, we have Forza, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, hopefully more, 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 more. Um, this seems like the right time for this. This makes sense that they would uh, get rid of this because they were going to have to at some point. Um, and I wonder how many people were, like, doing some type of scam thing of, like, being able to, like, new email address, all, all that stuff, so, right which is harder on Xbox because of, of how uh, the gamertag stuff works, but... Um, yeah, not surprised by this at all. I'm trying to find where Paris Lilly had a comment I wanted to call out, but it looks like maybe he deleted it. Maybe it was a response to something. I was going to make fun of him, but if I can't find it, I made fun of myself. I suck. Going to do it. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this does for numbers and stuff like that. Again, it's been around forever. I wonder too, though, you know, you worry about people abusing the system, right? Xbox sees. How many people are signing up for the dollar for the the month or whatever? You would imagine they've started to see that drop off on returns. Either that not enough people are using it or too many, I guess, are. And they're not. Yeah. it doesn't make dollars and cents. And so for the amount of studios they're acquiring, for the amount of games they're trying to put out and do all these different things, let alone for a big game like Starfield coming up, you know what I mean? Or Redfall, depending on what they think of it. We'll see. Here's the problem with Xbox, though. Nobody fucking on their platform cares about video games. Jen and I are out with little Benny mm-hmm. having a great day yesterday roll up to the ice cream shop. Jen's like, I want to get a little ice cream. I'm like, sounds great. I'll get this uh, lemon 
milkshake. You know what I mean? Just fucking lemon. Well, no. <laughs> Can I have a lemon, sir? In a milkshake? No, I just want to eat it. Uh, we're there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm wearing my PS5 uh, sweatshirt from the holiday gift a few years ago. Mm-hmm. These kids roll up. These middle schoolers roll, roll up on their bikes, and they're all using like motorized bikes now. You see this shit? Where they, they roll up, and they put the bikes down, and they're like, oh, ice cream, blah, blah, blah. And then one turns to me and goes, PS5. I'm like, yeah. Like, do you work for a PlayStation? I'm like, no, I just talk about video games on the internet. He goes, oh, you should talk about Xbox. And I go, oh, you like Xbox? He goes, yeah, that's all we play on. I'm like, oh, cool. Are you excited for Redfall? And he goes, I have no idea what that is. And I was like, get the hell out of here, you punk kids. And I started talking about Xbox Game Pass, but he went to get his ice cream. Then he came, then his friend was like, we only play Fortnite. And he's like, yeah. And the kid was talking to me. I'm like, how many victory rallies? You guys like, oh, like 124. And his friend's like, I got, I got 740. And I was like, oh, you, this guy's way better than you. And dunked on this kid. I love you. Just like, like getting bullied by these kids and then fucking twisted it on them. Okay, you right. now run these kids. Like, kids. Like you have well, this fucking little end, army. You know, they respected me. The kid respected me. Came back. He's like, well, you said you did the internet. I'm like, yeah. He's like, podcast and YouTube. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, kind of funny games. And he's like, oh, you got hella followers. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Bye. Fuckers. Push my son away. Hell yeah. The guy off of the little motorbikes. <laughs> Chase me down. It's like some kind of Mad Max bit. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with this dollar stuff. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it was it, a good deal. It was the best value in gaming. Uh, it's a but now when you got deal. Xbox, what are you gonna, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do now? And it makes sense for Xbox too. With their like, get people in at a dollar, you get the credit card info, and then it's like, boom, it's gonna like reload the next month, and they like, let people know that that's happening. And yeah. They hope that they're delivering the goods. That that's not as scummy as it sounds. Um, when but, you say delivering the goods, it does kind of, it sounds, it sounds kind of scummy. Well, you know what? We, we want to play video games. And yeah. if, if people that are making games want to give us those games, I want to pay for those games. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, if you want to pay for new But games. all those things need to happen in order for that, that uh, chain to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give the money and then not get the games. Yeah, that is that is part of that is a big part of the transaction of video games, paying the money and then getting the games. Yes, that is helpful, and you do need that. I appreciate that. I understand that. We'll move on, though. Number five. Another AAA studio made up of former Playground Games staff has been formed. This is Chris Scullion over at VGC. Playground Games co-founder Gavin Rayburn has launched a new AAA game studio. UK studio Lighthouse Games will be based in Lemington Spa. Come on. The same town where Playground Games is located. <laughs> Like every time, like literally, I went. We, you know, we had a lovely uh, brunch on Saturday, right? We went to a farmer's market. Uh, Lucy came, Tam came, uh, Simon Cardi came, and at some point they were talking about, you know, Lucy was went back on Sunday to the UK. She started talking about like all these, and then Tam was talking about cities, and they were talking about housing markets and stuff over there. And I'm like, you're just making these names up. You know what I mean? These aren't real names for cities. Lemington. Based in Lemington Spa sounds like you're based inside a spa. Like, I bet you that. Uh, next to the massage table is where I'm running HR, and then over by the cucumber water is where I'm setting up my station to make the game. I get it. Yeah. I bet you that the majority of people listening to this right now wouldn't believe that there's an A in Lemington. But there is. So, and again, maybe it's Leamington then, too. That's probably actually true. Leamington. It's more likely that you're the asshole. (laughs) And I know what? A bunch of these UK listeners and viewers are getting all jacked up right now and angry. Oh, I got now. I'll just remind you what happened when you fucked with us in 1776. All right? So sit the fuck down. Put your monocle back in. Boil your cabbage and have your tea. I don't want your shit right now. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) 1776. Not even, I think, what it happened. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was on a roll. I was on a roll. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just got to go with it, all right? It's the war of 1812. <laughs> the team is currently working on a as yet unannounced AAA game featuring a brand new IP. Uh, Rayburn co founded Playground Games with Trevor Williams and Ralph Fulton in 2010. The studio would go on to develop all five games in the Forza Horizon series, uh, the first of which was directed by Rayburn. He then left Playground in January 2022 with Williams taking over his studio director role. In a statement, Rayburn said, said, quote, 
I'm delighted that 30 former colleagues and other industry heavyweights have chosen to join me at Lighthouse. With Horizon, Playground and I created one of the most successful Xbox franchises of all time. We delivered significant commercial success year after year to massive critical acclaim following the success uh, from my time at Codemasters leading Dirt, Grid, and F1. That DNA is now at Lighthouse, and with it, we intend to build something truly special, using all our experience to create a new, genre-defining franchise. Hell Yay! Yeah. Another one. Go get them. Keeps happening. I mean, that's, the, that's what you want to see, right? That's how this should work in a lot of... I mean, there's a bunch of different ways, but you, you rise through the ranks of a studio, you make a bunch of stuff, then you, you, know, you hire new people and you teach them, and they start rising, and you go off and you do your own thing, and then you know, it keeps going that way. Domino, domino, domino. And you, we get more game studios making more cool games. Yeah. and then So the thing is that we report on this stuff a lot on Games Daily, and then there's like that, okay, cool, announcement of who's leaving, and then who's joining, and then what's the name, and then what's the logo, and then what's the game eventually, and all that, and then we, we start to see it, and it's, it's, we haven't hit that point too often yet. I think sure. that, uh, we, me and Bless were just talking about this a couple weeks ago, that um, uh, Calypso, it, Callisto Protocol yeah, is yeah. probably the first example of us seeing in recent times uh one of these type of stories like the actual end result come to fruition we, we sure. actually get the game uh when do you think we get high moon studios game even announced high moon yeah the place scott low no 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 you're thinking that's of that's no, no moon. moon that's no moon high moon is uh high moon is the people who do transformers they did yeah. that born game back that's no moon yeah yeah oof when did they announce that, that was how many years ago i want to say two oh, lord yeah i want to say that was like 2020 Here's what I'll say is I feel like there's been a lot of turnover there already with that one guy leaving who mm -hmm. ran the studio and stuff like that. So like, and Scott as well, right? Yeah, but Scott, you know, whatever. He, <laughs> Scott, right? I don't know. He writes a community post. He does a thing. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's making the game. You know what I mean? He doesn't have a, a socket wrench working Such on the asshole. game over there or whatever. It's like, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like that seems to speak poorly when that other guy left i can't really find it off the top of my head uh, kind of funny.com slash wrong who am i thinking of the guy who like founded the studio up um and somebody else maybe anyways though two george years ago lucas george lucas yeah is that a joke is there another guy named george lucas or no it was a joke okay just making sure you know sometimes people have the same names like greg miller the elvis impersonator <laughs> yeah, exactly. greg miller oh, yeah. lock picker for beginners nick scarpino mm -hmm. yeah well that well we have the knockoff nick scarpino that sucks you know what i mean so anyways. we're looking at 2021, July 2021 of them. And when's this game going to be out? I just, when are we going to see it? When's it going to be announced? The next step in this. I'll say 2024. Yeah. Announced, sure. Okay. I'm excited. You're excited for it? Yeah. Okay. Out of all the groups like this, I liked their name and logo best. They got it. <laughs> they do have a good name and a good logo. I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways, here's another racing game coming. You assume, right? Start your engines. It's got to be. Guy made yeah. dirt, grid, F1. I mean, but, but when it comes to Horizon, like, so much of what makes that game fun, sure, a lot of it's the driving, but it's just a fun game. I feel like they could... They, there's talent there that I don't think it necessarily has to be a racing game, even though everything that they named there of course. are racing games but i, I think that there's because what playground is now working on fable, fable. Yeah, yeah yeah um maybe that's why who knows if it's like if how many how much overlap there was there maybe it's the teams and stuff yeah. but um did you say maybe he's a racist they call him racers <laughs> i said maybe it's a racing game racer that they're doing they're doing a racing uh, Race uh fable game uh michael moonbauer is who left that's no moon thank you very much nanobiologist that's what i was looking for helpful on that number six on the rep report and final, ladies and gentlemen, 
The Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops shut down. This is Emma Roth of The Verge. Nintendo's Wii U and 3DS digital storefronts are shutting down today, March 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you'll no longer be able to purchase games or DLC from either shop, you'll still be able to re-download the games you've already bought and play online for the time being. Nintendo first warned us about the shutdown last year and started barring users from loading money into the Wii U and 3DS eShops in August. Sadly, this imminent shutdown means we'll have to bid farewell to hundreds of great digital-only titles available on either store, such as Dr. Luigi. Pokemon Rumble U, Pushmo, Pokemon Picross, and many others. The closures will also make it impossible to purchase the full range of virtual console games on the 3DS and Wii U. Uh, we're going to lose around 1,000 digital-only games as a result of the eShop shutdowns, according to an analysis from VGC. And if that's not upsetting enough, VGC says around 530 of those games are virtual console titles, about 335 of which are not even available through Nintendo Switch Online yet. A shout out to, of course, Gerard the Completionist, who put up a video where he went and bought every game on both platforms. Yeah, totaling like $30,000. Fascinating video that I definitely recommend people check out um, as he tries to preserve it all um, last time he can. Yeah. I was uh, telling you last week that I this was my weekend last weekend, uh, making sure I was totally prepped um, on the Pokemon side of things. And uh, it was not fun. It was uh, really bad. And it reminded me how much I dislike the 3DS sure. uh, experience sure. overall. Um, this is a bummer from a game preservation standpoint. Of course. Obviously, there are so many games here, so many services here that are just not going to be um, able to be played ever again um, legally. And that is, uh, is sad. And we talk about this a lot uh, when it comes to how these digital storefronts and digital um, first games... Um, have a shelf life which is ironic because they're not ever on shelves uh but yeah. when it comes to all of this i i feel like they nintendo handled it in a in a the best way possible but also the most nintendo way possible of like it happened in waves of them being like hey we're giving you like year notice on this but we're giving you just a couple months notice on being able to actually put new funds into it so it just created like levels of if you really want to make this happen there's a lot of you got to plan ahead. You have to plan yeah. ahead. And like, I mean, it took me an entire Saturday to get this shit done. And it was not fun at all. Um, and then and all of that I was doing was just preparing myself for stuff I might want to do in the future. one day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I've seen a lot of people this weekend being like bummed out that like things weren't happening and stuff. It just sucks. It just sucks that this is where we're at. Um, but also, I just. I, I really appreciate how far we've advanced technologically when it comes to ui and just we just expect things to work now sure and i feel like back in the day we didn't expect no. things to especially work especially for nintendo yeah oh yeah for sure and i know that like it's easy to look at it and be like well everything has a firmware update now and everything like i you have a fucking day one patch and all this stuff and all that stuff sucks and it has so many of its own issues but just trying to load up like how slow things move yeah for sure just how bad it is just to, like even like the, the how cumbersome so many of the screens are to be able to like add fun drilling down into somewhere. menus and doing exactly all, stuff. all of it it's just like such a I, I and then i pull up my switch i'm like god this is fucking great pull up the ps5 the xbox uh any of them and well we went like, back when blessing first got off. hired and we went back and played uh peace walker on ps3 i was like Oof. Oof. You know, i did not miss any of this and how uh, this all the hoops i had to jump through and do yeah man we we don't appreciate where we're at enough i don't think um sure. but i do well, I it's because you went back and experienced this for you. all of us. You went better wow. than you, Greg Miller. Well, I never argued that. I'm well aware of that. Cool, Greg. Not you. 
Cool G. Uh, Tim, it's sad to see all these games go away, but mm-hmm. luckily there's new go- shop mop. I've got That's true. Where would I go to find out the mop chop top top top? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, stories from the outbreak early access on PC in nine years of shadow on PC. New dates for you the Entropy Center gets a free level editor update on March 30th for PC. Uh, and then I got a deal of the day for you, believe it or not. Wire 64 says, Power A wired controller for Nintendo Switch. Donkey Kong is $15.99 on Amazon. Look at that beautiful controller. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's got the man on there, Donkey Kong. I, I, I guess he's an you know, ape. You don't have anything nice to say. Oh, you don't like Donkey Kong now? It's not that I don't like Donkey Kong. I just, I personally can't fathom the market for this controller barrett barrett bless just because he likes donkey kong doesn't mean he wants to use this controller they're donkey kong crazy and Honestly, i would put it I, that means they're dkk if if it was a wireless controller yes i'm not fucking with this wired controller shit though less latency though when you're playing tropical freeze i mean i guess but then i gotta sit like three feet away from my tv no one wants that Nobody wants that. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny and listening to podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Uh, Bandera SN says Smash Brothers Ultimate Fighter Pass 1 was $25 for five characters and Fighter Pass 2 was $30 for six characters. Uh, Katie G says Greg was right. It is pronounced Lemington, uh, not uh, uh, Leamington. Yeah, okay, great. Spa. So this, uh, this is the weird British place. Cool, Greg. You ever, you ever, cool, Greg. You're going to have some downtime at some point tonight, I'm sure. Open Google Maps. Put in London, then just scroll twice to the left or right, and like look at what they're calling these cities. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell, man? They, they must have thought when they got over there, yo, letters and words, we got unlimited of them. Just like just toss them all into one word. Why not? It's fucking weird. Greg Miller, breaking news for you. Coming in from videogameschronicle.com, aka VGC, Ubisoft. Has pulled out of E3 2023. The pullout method continues. Roger changed the thumbnail. The headlines change it, I bet. Read it to me. Uh, is it? I don't know. Ubisoft's pulling out of E3. VGC uh, a couple weeks ago was like, hey, I don't know about Ubisoft. And Ubisoft, Yves Gamow was all like, hey, if we're at E3, if we're there, we'll be there. Yeah, but if we're not. If E3 happens, we'll be there. And, and I was like, well, they uh, said it's uh, happening. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, here we are. But uh, reading this through, the company says it's decided to move in a different direction after previously committing to attend. This comes from Andy Robinson. Uh, Ubisoft's back out of this year's physical E3 event weeks after announcing it would attend the Expo. Uh, last month, the Assassin's Creed publisher became the first major company to publicly commit to attending the revamped E3, which is due to take place in June at its traditional venue of the Los Angeles Convention Center. However, in a statement issued to VGC, the company said it's now decided to move in a different direction and will instead be holding its own Ubisoft Forward live event on June 12th in Los Angeles. This is coming after uh, rumors this morning of Assassin's Creed Mirage and the Crew Motor Fest uh, being delayed. Interesting. Hold on. Every hold on. Thinking this through. Ubisoft Forward live event on June 12th in Los Angeles. Ubisoft Forward. So far, a digital-only experience. Very interesting. Very. Are they returning not to the Shrine Theater, 
to the Orpheum, I think it is, that the Ubisoft's always at? And if so, what's the difference? Is it just a branding thing? But the Ubisoft Forward versus the Ubisoft E3 press conferences of, of yore that they used to do um, at, this, at this theater. Very interesting that they'd be moving back to a in-person event and then not be part of the in-person event for E3. Is it? Are they just over I it? think it's a little baffling of a decision. Why would you do that? Key 3? Yeah, Summer Game Fest. Game Fest, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is this seems really weird to me. If 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 this is the case, if you're pulling out, why do a live event? Why not just do an event digitally? What are you doing, Ubisoft? Well, they still want to have the they still want to have the thunder. They still want to have the fun. They want to have the just dance moment, right? But I mean, if you're gonna do that, they I feel like they want to do the you... video call across the the world. You know, remember those fun times? I do. That everybody enjoyed. You're gonna say, but if you do it, do it at E3. I mean, just like yeah, like be a part of the thing that's across the street. <laughs> but it's just you. I mean, we don't know what's going on in terms of what E3 is asking for. Like, right? Is there exclusivity? Yeah, you, you can do. A, we'd love to do a press conference. We're gonna do our thing. Cool. It has to be somehow connected to E3, and we need to get a cut of the money, and we need to, you need to be on the show floor, and you need to do, and like fuck that. We don't want to be. Our games aren't ready to be on the show floor. We just want to show them and have a cool thing. Well, then you gotta. Be, it gets all that kind of shit. That's when you get the minutia of whatever the deal is to be a, a, a an E3 thing. What a goddamn disaster world we live in. It's just so minorly annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this whole E3 Summer Game Fest stuff, like, it's really not that bad, but it drives me nuts. It's just so messy, and it could not be messy. It could just be cool. It could just be a good thing. It could just work. But it feels like everyone's going out of their way to make it not work. In just the it's going to work just way. fine. It's just going to work. It's, work. it's going to work how it works. It's going to work what it does. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Summer Game Fest, June 8th is what they got up here for the YouTube theater. And you got this happening June 12th. But what's at the YouTube theater? Summer Game Fest. Mm. Not the Shrine Theater. June 8th. Yeah. June 8th. Play the future live from June 8th. Live June 8th, 2023 from the YouTube theater in Los Angeles. It's an exciting time to be us. Lots (laughs) to react to. Lots to go to. Lots to see what's up. I mean, well, here's the thing, Greg. We assume so. But is there? Is there a lot to react to? Is there a lot to Summer Game Fest. Ubisoft Forward. Yeah. E3, whatever the hell that's going to be. I am so interested in what this Ubisoft Forward looks like. All I know is Yusef's going to be there flexing. Is it? Blinda will be inappropriate on the Twitter. We'll see. Okay, we will see, ladies and gentlemen. That's some breaking news for you right there. Let us know for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD what you think it'll be. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this again tomorrow, depending on what's going on with it all. Uh, Ubisoft's decision to step away from E3 2023 means that with three months to go, no major company has been announced as officially attending. Jesus. They say that, but they're missing Embracer Group. Embracer Group will be there. It will just be the Embracer show. You're going to go there and have a great time with a bunch of double-A games. SpongeBob SquarePants will be fucking riding the tampon down the drain, and Barrett will be like, oh, this is a fucking great one. That's, that's the fucking thing. Classic. Yep. Everyone's favorite episode. Yep, yep, yep. That's what E3 stands for now. Embracer three times. <laughs> uh, one other you're wrong we had was Nana, who said Gerard sent, uh, spent $22,791 on both the e- Wii U and 3DS eShops. So there you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 
Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, please support the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you could get it ad-free as a video, as an MB3. You could watch us record the podcast live as we do them like we're doing with the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. You could get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of shows all on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, of course, watch it... Uh, well, that was live. Then watch it later on YouTube. Listen on podcast services around the globe. Use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny when you're buying games and doing stuff on any of your devices. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.